1: You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Hello and welcome to Absent Minded. My name is Jared Brooke. Joining me today is Patrick Bexell. On this special edition of Habsent Minded for Christian Foline getting sent to the Laval Rocket. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Patrick, how are you? Ah, oh, it's a new year. It's it's
2: it's actually, I've just looked it up, uh, or I looked it up uh, New Year's night, but it's the year of the rat coming up as well, so it's a good start for a new beginning. So we'll see what I, I feel excited about this year coming up, and uh, it can only be good in the long run. Uh, even if I'm getting a bit older unfortunately <laughs> Vagamo was called up around the same time or uh, personally I think it's great I, I love Lucas but but it's also very bad for my wallet because now I really have to get a Vagamo jersey
1: year of the rat you say I, I, yeah. are you predicting Boston's gonna win the Stanley Cup then is that, is that what you're saying yeah
2: you know it might actually happen
1: <laughs> <laughs> Brad, Brad Marchand Conn Smythe trophy uh, yeah I should, <laughs> I, should, I, should, I should bet on that right now <laughs> If you, I knew, you wouldn't be far off. You would probably get good odds on that. Uh, I think it would be low odds on that. So it's probably bad. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It's probably very obvious. Uh, especially Boston, uh, yeah. first in the Eastern Conference right now, or at least the, the Atlantic Division. A lot of a lot of stuff happened uh, since since the last podcast, and we'll start with Ilya Kovalchuk because you, you have to start with Ilya Kovalchuk and. It's funny because the reaction to him signing with Montreal was, I would say, probably one of two things. One is people expecting that more, actually, three things. One, expecting that he's going to be amazing and that he's going to help this team make the playoffs. One group of people who are like, whatever, he's not going to do anything. And one group of people who was like, oh no, he's going to make sure that we get just close enough to the playoffs that we get a bad draft pick. And really, my thoughts on this is like it's a mix of the three. (laughs) I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like especially with Armia injured, with Brendan Gallagher injured, there's nothing to lose. Why not? At least if this team is going to go through the motions and fight for a playoff spot, at least try and make it interesting. And and that's what Kovalchuk does for me. I mean, if he works out, great. If he doesn't work out, whatever. But at least there, it's something to look forward to, and and something that that could be one of those great version moves that he's he's used to getting.
2: I think it's a it's a great move. First and foremost, it's it's no salary to speak of. It's uh, it's the end of the season contract. It's 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 all good. It's it's a. I mean, we usually say Mark Bergevin is great at uh, low risk, high reward signings. And, and this is like, this is not even a low risk. It's lower than a low risk signing. And uh, potentially it, it can be a difference maker. I don't think it will be, but it can be. And I've been proven wrong over and over again. Just ask uh, Mrs. Seb because she's, she's telling me quite often how wrong I am. But, but. It's it's really really interesting to see what he can bring. I mean, like the power play has worked, and and if if Gallagher gets injured, you need someone to take his his spot on on, on the power play. Maybe not Kowalchuk in that in, in Gallagher's role, but he can put someone else in Gallagher's role, and and Kowalczak can run it, and that's where he's gotten the points so the last couple of years uh, in in. Uh, in uh, la and la has been bad it, it, and they're tanking again i mean like they left Samuel Fargamo who is one of the best players in the wild juniors this year uh to in, in frelanda in, in shl in you know, order to get a better draft pick so you know like it's they're playing it very very smart and so, so you can read in a little bit obviously he's a player in decline but but the touch will be there that's not something you'll lose but but like putting him on the first line as we just seen and that everyone seems to have a lot of of thoughts about. You know,
1: i I put him on the fourth line and just toss him in on the power play. Well, the the thing is, is that he's on the first line, but who else is there to put on the first line? I mean, Nick Cousins was on the first line. And you can see the same thing about Nick Cousins, that Nick Cousins should be on the fourth line and not on the first line. So it's not like he's replacing Nick Suzuki. Or or something like that. Right, right. I think that right now, especially against Pittsburgh, the top line is Arturi Lekinen, Max Domi, Nick Suzuki, and and Montreal is really going with a kind of top six or maybe even top nine approach, depending how you feel about uh, Ryan Paling with Jesperi Kanyemi and and now Nick Cousins. You know, it's not like he's replacing Brendan Gallagher on the top line. He's replacing Nick Cousins on the top line. And I'm fine with that, right? Like, it's not like he's, you know, taking Nick Suzuki's spot on the top line, right? Like, Nick Suzuki wouldn't be in that spot anyway, right? Because they're, they're trying to equal out the, the scoring, right? So you have Suzuki with Domi and, and Lekkinen, which is a line that's going to get a lot of ice time. And then you have Dano, Tatar. And why not try Kovalchuk there, right? I mean, what, what's Kovalchuk going to do with Nate Thompson and, and Jordan Wheel or or, or David Weiss? You put him in a role to succeed, obviously,
2: but I think, I think the role for him to succeed is the power. Oh, player. absolutely. Yeah. I, I just, it, it's, it's, you know, and if he comes in and I rather have him fresh on the power play than playing, you know, 15 minutes before and then play power play. So, so it's, it's, for me, that's how I see it. I think he will be a great addition to the team, obviously, you know, with the Rolex story and everything and getting his seventeen number back. And, you know, it's a great story. He's already made a few jokes. He he came in and said a few words, even if it was from a note in French. Everyone loves that. It's 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 everything, you know. He he knows how to play it. And and I I, I appreciate that. But I can also feel it's a little bit of a deflection from from Mark Bergevin. Obviously he's going a little bit for it without risking anything but it's also it's a little bit like Romanov <laughs> with the well like he, he's he's potentially signing with us and everyone knew that already but obviously he said it and it becomes you know media for, for two weeks and then obviously he, he signs Kovalchuk and it's a little bit of deflection from from where the team is right now and where the team is going for the future. so, so and he's very smart with that as well. smoke and mirrors um I, I like Mark Bergerman's style I, I I've gotten used to it and, and I like it more and more and he's t- it's obviously always quiet before something happens
1: this is the time of year when you know the team's on a four or five game losing streak the, you know they're the going out of the playoff race the world Juniors are are just about ending and and you let's face it there, there's people who want, the Canadians to sell tickets, right, and and this is something exciting, right? It, it gets people talking about the Canadians, and you know, yes, is it a little bit of distraction, sure, you know, but at the same time, they're getting a guy who's coming here and wants to do well, right? Like, if you look at the the success stories of the Canadians over the past few years, it's always been guys who are excited to be here. Right? Look at Max Domi as an, as an example. Right. He's somebody who came in with a good attitude and is playing the best hockey of his career. Dale Weiss is another example of that. of somebody who came in was excited to be a part of the Canadians and, and is playing well. And and the, the thing with Kovalchuk and, and to a lesser extent or even more, probably more of an extent, uh, Marco Scandella, who we'll talk about a little bit later, is that these are guys who are excited to be in Montreal. Whether they have the ability to make a difference or not, I mean, you know, Kovalchuk's not a bad player. He had sixteen goals last year. You know, it's it's not like he's uh incapable of scoring goals. And how many times have you know we watched the Canadians and there's somebody with a great scoring chance who just can't finish, who doesn't have a good enough shot to to beat the goaltender?
2: Look looking at the two last seasons, he he's a 0.5 uh point per game player, you know, it's 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 He's doing what he should be doing, and, and if you get that for, you know, what is it, 800K? Yeah, fine, take it. Yeah. And it's even less because half right. season.
1: I mean, if it comes down to, you know, Ilya Kovalchuk or Riley Barber, I mean, the choice is pretty clear. I mean, no offense to Riley Barber. You know, he's he's a great player in Laval. Uh, but, you know, if you have a chance to take a risk on Ilya Kovalchuk, why not? You know, like I said, it's not like he's taking. I used to, you know. Yes, Lucas Vedamo is is not playing tonight because of of Kovalchuk, but at the same time, I mean, f- personally, I don't know if, uh, you know, if, if they're intent on playing Dale Weiss for, and, and I think against against the Jets, I understand it a little bit more because they are a team that that's a little bit more physical, and, and you want to have you know a guy who a little bit more intensity around them. I don't mind it. I don't really, it's, it's for me, it's not worth getting upset over. I just like Jake Evans, you know, I don't mind him playing in Laval. There's nothing wrong of having prospects who are capable of taking the next step in the AHL, just waiting for, for a chance because, you know, it's not just about this year. It's about going forward as well. And, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if Koval, I don't know if Kovacek's gonna score, you know, any goals. I mean, I hope he does. It'd be fun. I mean, he's probably gonna score two or three goals in his first game. You know, we're recording this Monday after Monday evening, Eastern time. The game's in about an hour and a half or so, and I wouldn't be surprised if he scored a goal against the Winnipeg Jets, which just happened to be the Atlanta Thrashers, right? So it's his old team. Kind of, so, you know, the timing is... Of course, it's the curse. The timing is is fine. Like, You know what? It's... Yes, is it distraction? Yes. Is it more or less meaningless? Yes. But you know what? It's also fun. And hockey's supposed to be fun. You know, am I looking forward to seeing Ilya Kovalchuk in a Canadian jersey? Yeah. Do I wish it was 10 years ago? Yes. But you know what? Uh, It's... You know, if it comes down to having Nick... I I like Nick Cousins as as a hockey player. But if it comes down to seeing Ilya Kovalchuk or Nick Cousins on the power play or Ilya Kovalchuk or Nick Cousins with Philip Deneau and Thomas Tatar, I want to see Kovalchuk. You know, at least at least it's it's something different. And that's just my opinion of it.
2: Yeah, but I mean, like, I, I remember seeing Jagger the first time when it was in the World Championships. And and then when I went to Montreal a couple of years ago, he played in Florida. And it was like, I, I've come full circle to see him. And you and always, you want to see those names. Especially us that are a little bit older and have grown up with them, <laughs> you know, it's it's you, you want to see them, yeah, and and you get a chance to see some of these players maybe once, maybe twice, but there is something special to see it in the jersey of the team that you support, and and I fully support this move. Do I expect it to be a game changer? No, but it will be fun. It will be interesting. It's a little bit of smoke and mirrors. It's a little bit of you know, uh, bringing some Russian back into to to the team hopefully what would comes next year or, or the year after or or when whatever someone <laughs> that should not be mentioned comes over uh you know it's 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 a preparation in a little bit and and you know it's it's all good i can't wait to hear what with montreal media will ask Kovalchuk about alexander Romanov, and he said yeah he was on the bench when <laughs> we played but but it's all fun yeah. uh I, I think you know it's 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 a good move I I can't hold this against Mark version it's 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 a good move
1: no it, exactly I mean listen it, it's is it throwing darts at a board absolutely but you know what they're in a position where they need to do that right like if if you all Armia and Brendan Gallagher and Jonathan Drouin were healthy right now would they go after Ilya Kovalchuk? absolutely not but that the situation that they're in he didn't give up any resources right. Right. for it either. Exactly. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I. I have no. I have no problem with the move. And, and I think that anybody who who has a a problem with it may just be, you know, looking for something negative to talk about because there, there's nothing bad about it. The other move that the Canadians made this week, uh, obviously trading Mike Riley, uh, and then a few minutes later, trading for Marco Scandella. Somebody who's been rumored to join the Canadians for several years. Uh, I remember, you know, was it three three years ago or so at the draft, hearing rumors about uh, Scandella for Galchenyuk, when uh, Scandella was still in Minnesota, and Galchenyuk was obviously still in Montreal. And, and so, obviously, it's somebody that they had. Yeah. I think we had an article <laughs> prepared. Yeah, that. we did. We we were always <laughs> prepared. Uh, and and yeah, you know, it's someone who there was. Interest, obviously, interest uh, to bring back to, to Montreal. He's obviously a Montreal native. Scandella is, is is one of those guys who, because you know, you can see the excitement in his face when he joined the Canadians and, and playing for home, and you saw it a little bit with Nick Delorier as well, there's something about guys who want to play in Montreal. And we talk about guys who don't want to play and free agents and all of that stuff. But there's some guys who who do want to, play in Montreal and I'm curious to see you know what, what comes of that And another low risk move you're trading a fourth round pick uh, Scandel is a free agent at the end of the year there's no there's no commitment there right now there's a chance that he can be that third pairing defender or even higher on the left side something that the Canadians have been looking for 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 a few years now I don't think he's going to be the number one guy they're looking for but again no risk they needed help in their own zone, and Scandella is, is a guy that at least get a look at him. And you know, for a fourth round pick, they have so many picks in the draft anyway. I have no problem with that move either.
2: And 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 I'm sure actually they will get a few more come come trade deadline because I think Montreal is out of the playoffs. I, I really do. Um, so so unless Price goes on one of those fantastic uh, streaks that he has. But hasn't had for a year or two. Uh, I think, yeah, Montreal is out, and that means that Mark Benjamin will will acquire a few more picks. Be it for Dale Weiss that suddenly gets into scoring, or or, or something, or so, I mean, like there is a logjam of prospects that there he can ship out, and we're looking at it in a in a way in, in the chat that we have on 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 the Slack that you know. The contract situation, especially for next year, you need to ship off some. If if everyone comes over, that everyone wants to come over, then we're at sixty contracts.
1: Yeah, no, it, it, it there's definitely some things that they're going to have to deal with, and yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to get more draft picks either. I mean, it's very possible that they trade Scandella and Kovalchuk for draft picks. You know, if they you know rebuild their their yeah. worth and. You know, if Kovacuk starts scoring goals and the Canadians fall out of the race or, or farther out of the race, uh, if Scandella plays a little bit well, they, they can very well get get picks for both of those guys. Uh, not not to mention anybody else on the team. You know, you have guys like, you know, th- they're expiring contracts. You know, there's Dale Weiss, there's Nate Thompson, uh, Scandella, like we mentioned. You know, there there you know, Kin- K- Keith Kincaid. Maybe even, but, you know, they might be able to trade a guy with a, a few more years' term. A guy like, say, Brett Kulak, as an example. A uh, guy with a few more years under contract. Guy, maybe Jordan Wheel. You know, guys that, that could net another pick or, or things like that. There, there's lots of
2: options. And with the players coming in, you can eat some salary as well just to, to, to make it more attractive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, you, there's guys on this, you know, we, we, you mentioned guys who want to come over. There's Jesse Ullinen who will likely sign a contract he's somebody who can step in at least at least into the AHL uh and be a top six player yeah um I I don't have any doubt of that uh you know you, you look at guys like obviously Romanov is a name that's going to be talked about whether he signs or not that's a whole different issue but he would be a contract uh Cole Caulfield if he wants to come over for next season that's a contract uh then you have they have guys like yoni ikanin who needs to be signed this year or becomes a free agent? They have guys like Cam Hillis, Alan McShane, Cole Fontstad, Samuel Hood. Those are all guys who also need contracts or they go back to Europe.
2: Norlander, if if Modo doesn't qualify for the SHL, I think, and this is a personal gut feeling, uh, since he signed this contract, I think that Montreal is happy to have him develop one another year in SHL if con- like him signing an SHL deal for a year with another club. Yeah. And I know I mentioned it in, in my EPR from last week where, where I think some of those teams are. Uh, but but I, I can see Montreal saying stay another year just all partly for development, but also partly to to have the contract situation under control. Yeah, and
1: space it out, right? They, they, it's better to space it out because if you sign you know, six guys in one year, they all become free agents the same year. And they did that a little bit with, with Yeah, and if if all of them had have good good years, that's gonna be super expensive. And, and they're already kind of in that situation where they're they're having to, to split the deals and you know, they did it a little bit with Nick Suzuki. Nick Suzuki has one year more than, than Yesberry Kutkinyemi, one year more than Ryan Paling. Uh Primo uh, expires the same year as uh, as Suzuki as well. So they are spacing out Josh Brook is that year as well. So right right now already, they already have Brook, Primo, and Suzuki all expiring the same year, which is not, not not ideal, but at least it's not the same year as Cut, Kiniemi, and Paling either, right? So it, you, you talk about cap situation and that it, it's tough and you can't keep everybody. You, you can only keep the best and that it's going to be very interesting. To see, but yeah, contract situation, I would not be surprised at all if they collect draft picks, even somebody like, you know, if they want to make a big move, if they want to trade a guy like Thomas Tatar or a guy like Jeff Petrie and get an extra first round pick, I wouldn't be shocked if they did that. I don't expect it. I don't expect it, but I wouldn't be shocked.
2: I don't want it, but I can
1: see them throwing
2: in Vedemo that has actually played quite well and has uh, the contract expires this year and, and, do you really want to have another cheap He probably signed for for a cheap contract as long as he's, you know, borderline NHLer, but another team might take him. Yeah. Uh, so especially in a bigger trade. And and see what you get and, and see if it fits that system a little bit better. I I, I would love for him to stay. I'm getting that Gladymore jersey and I'm getting it signed this summer, no matter where he plays. But 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 I mean I can see you tossing in certain certain prospects as yeah. well in a deal to make sure you actually get that first round pick because it's a first round pick or early second you really want. You're looking at, you know, the first round picks we've had the last couple of years but also the 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 early second round picks we've had the, the last couple of years and I think all of them are, are super smart picks. We'll see how they pan out, but they are smart picks. And this is what causing the logjam in in the organization with entry level deals etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah,
1: and, and you know the the one trade that I I keep you know reminding myself of is is when Toronto traded like six or seven guys from Michael Grabner because they were they collected so many picks that they had to trade guys on contracts. And and that's the kind of thing where they they can do. I'm not saying they're going to trade 7 for 1 or anything like that, but you know if you want to trade, you know, three or four prospects to get one guy or or something like that. That's something they can do, and they have the depth to do it, right? Like, as, as much as we don't want to trade guys like Evans or or Vadimo or a- anybody, because you know you come to like them, and you, as people and as players, it, it's a situation where they they are assets that you can use to make your situation better. You know, if they want to take on a guy with with a, a, a bigger salary, and, and you see that today with
2: or, or yeah today. Um, that, you know, you let Christian Feline go. You, you have to. Mark Bergevin and Claude Julien and Tim T- Trevor Timmons is there to make what's best for the club. And they have to, they, they can't afford personal feelings. I'm sure they do sometimes. And you see, uh, you see GMs handing out terrible contracts and that's usually combined with, you know, you want to keep someone because you have a good friendship with them or they've been instrumental to win a cup for you but at one point or another you have to let those feelings go and and it's the same for us that covers uh, prospects like like I've covered Lekonen or 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 for, for 5 years soon it's you know you build a rep- report with them you 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 text them after a game and you wish them well or or, or something like that and that's what you uh, that's you know they become part of 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 your work but you have to let them go and you have to wish them well as well and i'm sure this is how a parent feels when someone goes off to college
1: yeah no exactly and and the, the thing is is like you know as much as you don't necessarily want to send a guy like Foleyen down you also want him to play right like it, it's no fun and and, and yeah. you see it with, with Charles Houdon and, and Matthew Pekka, who who were sent down earlier in the year you know last year they, they barely played they played less than half the games and hockey players they you know yes being an NHL player is great and practicing and flying and staying in nice hotels but they want to play they're hockey players right they, they don't want to just you know stay in hotels and watch from the press box yeah, off the eat ride. hot dogs right <laughs> at the Bell Center they they, they want to play games yeah. and it, that that that's a thing too Like there's guys who yes it's disappointing to be sent down to the AHL but I'm sure Foley is going to be much happier playing than not than not playing in the NHL, right? So especially when, in Foline's case, he's not even the seventh defenseman, he was the eighth defenseman for most of the year. So even if one guy goes in, you know, or one guy gets hurt, you're still not playing necessarily, unless it's a right-handed shot. Or not. You know, there's, there's different situations. but
2: Yeah, and it's also like you, you might want to bring up a prospect to see how he yeah. developed under Bouchard as well, and you, you want to see all those things. So, so you might hold this older player back a little bit i know for a fact that that uh they obviously the pe- people are writing in sweden and i'm sure in other european countries as well like the like switzerland and in the nla where S- as he's friend with the klingberg who plays with Sug. uh you know that, that people are writing like you know he's been sent to ahl again uh shall they turn will they terminate the contract and we can sign him etc etc and uh, i think it's the Valentine's day somewhere around the Valentine's day that, you know, so the season in Sweden stops and, and Europe. So, so they can come back and be ready for the playoffs here. And, and yeah, there are opportunities still. And we said it before, and I've said it a lot of times in articles and in comments and then on the pod, not everyone can work for Apple. Some has to work for Google or someone has to work for, for another of the big companies, you know, and, and. That's what you have to realize not everyone can work in the same company and, and it's not all, it's also the fact that the company needs employees on all levels. So, so it comes down to that and, and you can't really just say, oh yeah, you know uh, all the best players are playing here because I'm sure there are players in SHL or, or, or in uh, KHL and etc that can actually go straight into an NHL roster spot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you look at a guy like uh, I, I guess Otto Leskinen is, is a pretty good example of that. A guy who wasn't drafted signs with the Canadians, and you know, with within his first year in North America, gets gets called up to the to the NHL. To, to kind of bring it back full circle, uh, you know, Ilya Kovalchuk is is happy to be here. Marcos Candela gets to live at home. We we talk about a lot about local guys in Montreal, and and anybody who's from Quebec is a local guy. <laughs> right, uh, we, we see that a lot here. Where guys from, you know, th- you know, an hour and a half, two hours away from Montreal, they like, oh, he's a local guy. And yes, you know, there's French and things like that. But there's something to be said about a guy who's from Montreal, and and uh, you know, even going back to to guy like Tory Mitchell, uh, and that that's what's fun about um, to see the reaction of, of the people who are close to them uh, and grew up with them and things like that. So uh, Xavier Wullette is another guy. Who grew up in Montreal, um, and and you know he's with the Laval Rocket right now. But it, it's just it's fun to to see guys come home and be excited about being a Montreal Canadian. We get so jaded, I feel, right? We we feel get so jaded about um, about people who uh, play for the Canadians and things like that. But it, it's nice to see Kovoch smile at wearing a Canadian's jersey and Scandella happy to be a Montreal Canadian and. You know, you saw it, like I said, bring it back again, Max Domi as well, smiling with a have jersey and happy to be here. So it's just fun. Like I said, hockey is supposed to be fun and it's nice to be reminded of that, you know, within, within the losing and things like that. It's nice to be reminded that, you know, what we watch is supposed to be fun and to take enjoyment in it. And this podcast is supposed to be fun. I hope you had fun listening. We didn't really talk about the World Juniors in this one. That's on purpose. Uh, Patrick and Anton will be... Uh, back uh later this week with a a recap of the world juniors they did the preview show as well so they're going to wrap that up in a nice tiny bow hopefully they're not going to hit a camera while recording the podcast uh thank you for listening uh we'll be back next time on Half the mind